0: Hey, if you enjoy this content, check out www.yesoblocks.com and join our community where we have all kinds of premium content going on up there. And we're building from the ground up a world of people who are all interested in learning Torah in this way on this level. So join us www.yesoblocks.com. looking forward to seeing you there. Okay, folks, welcome back to the uh video and audio podcast. So we're in the middle of Shar Aleph uh, Parak Yud Aleph, and uh, this entire section is still discussing the the whole. I mean, all of Shar Aleph really focuses on the layering uh, of existence, as opposed to Shar Beis, which is kind of like mainly focused on the concept of Tefillah, and then Shar Gimel, which is really talking a lot more about Hashem directly, as much as was possible to do. It's a very heavy Shar over there. Uh, Shara Aleph is mainly focused on the uh, the layers of the physical world and how they kind of are extensions or, or, or expressions of deeper and deeper layers underlying them, which are, the word for that is the word hishtalshalos. And that's essentially a, a very central concept to understand. And the reason why is because it sort of gives context for who you are, where you are, like where we find ourselves, um, because our behaviors essentially resonate through the entire system of layers and that's what the entire shower is about in terms of our ability to change things and impact what's going on in the world and in the universe so and the universe here includes not just the very far away places in space we're talking more in terms of the uh, underlying um, roots and you know the cores of existence so if you look where we're where, uh, we're right over here, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're listening, then we're in the middle of Sha'ar Aleph, uh, We just The paragraph starts, V'ayen B'Pri Eitz Chaim, which is one of the Rizal's writings. And what we had just said in the first half in the previous episode was focused primarily on the relationship between Malachim, which are the the fragments of consciousness that are essentially formatting and and forming really all of the layers of existence and then the only thing about them is that they have a very fixed amount of awareness of hashem and so they actually can't really make any changes in the system on their own we have a much more um closed off awareness of hashem so it's a higher a deeper or stronger amount of what's called simtum, where hashem's presence is actually blocked off from us and so we actually that that distance between us and hashem or that perceived distance Uh, makes us actually have the ability to make choices and then to change and you can choose to be different than what you are now that's the power of evolution and growth that human beings have and malachem don't have that they each have a particular purpose and mission and they have exactly the amount of understanding and awareness to achieve that and then um, we actually can sort of move them around using our uh, fluctuating awareness our fluctuating consciousness has an impact on the totality. Of existence so and through them essentially we can actually move and manipulate uh, malachim in a certain way just like hashem does that and malachim are extensions of hashem's will they're fragments of hashem's will little sparks of his will that actually comprise all of existence and we also are parallel to hashem in that we also can impact and change uh, the orientation structures uh, relationships of malachim in existence so the main focus here in Paraget Alpha is talking about when we say kadusha down below, uh, when we say uh, in Tefillah, so we say this phrase where we're actually we're, we're trying to say that Hashem is Kadosh, we're actually being Mekadesh Hashem when we do that. And so the, the act of doing that actually activates the Malachim of above to do the same thing. And so th- that's really what this section is about, the way that we actually are the, the triggers for the Malachim uh, throughout existence to sort of um, reflect Hashem's presence. It's almost like a refreshing. In other words, like, think of it as exactly what we just said a minute ago. It's like, Malachim have a fixed amount of awareness of Hashem, and they have a mission that they're on. And then when we uh, expand our own experiential knowledge of Hashem by doing this Kedusha process, so we flood the entire system with more awareness of Hashem, which then sort of think of it as like a, ma- a magnetic charge, which sort of like floods through. And then all the all the different um, relevant objects can kind of turn to all face the same direction. And so you can think of it as all of the existence Follows us and then turns towards Hashem and uh, and mirrors us and says also that Hashem is Kadosh. So that's what we have over here in uh, Letter dialect Over here, this little sub paragraph yeah. explains there the idea of saying kedusha uh, We actually did this part last time. I'm sorry. Um, this is talking about how there's a minhag custom for us to raise ourselves up when we say Kedusha. If you go to the next paragraph, if B'nei Israel. if all of Ben Israel would all suddenly be silent, all at once. All of Benei Israel all across the entire world, would all be silent. God forbid, milomar uh, Kadusha from saying Kedusha, What would happen? Then reach, hayugam So all of the malachim would then also be silent, and then uh, there would no longer be any uh, resonate, any any waves of of, of if That's a, if that's not really a word, but of saying Kadusha in the system that would all cease. Um, Now, I'm not sure how that works out logistically, people all over the world, there's a lot of Jewish people everywhere. So obviously, uh, right now, this is being recorded during the Coronavirus pandemic. um, So not sure how many people are saying Kedusha on a given day, given that there's a lot of various lockdowns and restrictions. But the point here is that that's some kind of a limitation in the system that since we're not activating it, so then it actually leads to a reduction of Hashem ripple effect awareness throughout all of existence. Not sure what that... And we'll have to see what, what that actually means, practically what that does to the world, but like, he's just making that point now in terms of the cause and effect dynamic. Uh, this is a pasuk that he quotes. This is a pasuk from Yechezkel, that when they stand, their wings will become weakened. So what does it mean? So this is Ritzona Lomar. It means to say, So this word, he says it means, referring to Ben Israel when they are standing, quietly, then the wings of the Malachim above are silenced. Uh, because the way that Malachim say Kedusha is also with their wings. Now, if you learned anything about in Sefer Yecheskel ever, or you, if you've learned anything about Malachim in other contexts, then you're familiar with this idea that Malachim have wings, and they have maybe six wings, a few different kinds of wings. And the idea here that's being said is that the Malachim use those wings to actually say Kedusha. So, that important detail here for us least for now, is to understand that wings from Malachim are not, they're not birds. These are not creatures that are just flying around. Uh, they're not even physically formed because Malachim are actually the underlying um, tools that Hashem uses to translate his consciousness into the physical world that you experience. So they, they exist on all layers of, of being that are intangible. So the question is, what are these wings? And so it sounds like they, these wings are actually the the form of expression that malachim use to, art, to essentially articulate themselves, but not in a verbal articulation, it's that the activity, the 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 dynamic of the malachim is increased and expanded. They're almost like their vibrations are increased. Uh, when they are activated by us saying kadosh, 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 so then their wings flat more and expressing the same concept as what it is that we are saying. That's what it sounds like over here, uh, which is, if you're familiar with any, any there's some, some modern theories of physics that describe that all the base particles of existence, or the, the root of all of them are in the state of vibration. So that could be a similar analogy to this idea that these these wings are vibrating, and that's essentially how they're expressing this concept of the Vechemamah uh, just like um, Chazal, the sages in the Talmud and the Gemara say, in Khagiga, Chagiga, Echad uh, Omer there's, there's like a contradiction in Psukim, in verses there in, in the Gemara quotes, and the Gemara then says, Haiminayu Imatu. The Gemara gives an answer and says, Well, some of these." the answer was that some of these Malachim, they got quieter after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, the temple was destroyed. So there was a quieting of the Malachim. So the Gemara asks, Well, Haiminayu Imatu, which ones were the ones that were quiet? Uh, which, or maybe it was which wings, uh, which which Malachim? Amar, amarav, osan sheomros bahen shira, it's the wings that they use to say Shira, that these Malachim are using to say praise of Hashem, that's to sing to Hashem, uh, which seems to include this concept of saying Kadosh Kadosh, perhaps that's what it sounds like, it sounds like the Nev is saying here. And so one set of wings was used for saying Shira, which essentially is essentially what we were just saying a second ago. And so the Gemara here is referencing that that was reduced when the basic of English was also gone. There's also a reference to, to, to the noise of the malachim. there. It has a different explanation of what kanfe means. Uh, and you can go look that up if you'd like to. We, I, don't, I don't want to get too bogged down in that right now. But the idea here is that uh, these wings are um, are related to the sounds that the malachim make in expressing themselves. Um, okay, losos mala kitos kitos. So these different groups of malachim. There's many different groups. achas kadosh. There's one group which is designated to say kadosh. They must Srafim. These are the Malachem that are called Srafim. Humush Khovos de Bereshis. That's what's explained in this book. Uh safari chalos to bereash, Upikude, Baichalataniana, Um Shambez Amar Aleph, Sham Raishm uh Raish Mem Zion Sof Amar Aleph, Humush Khov also in Yushaya. So this is all sources that describe how the group of malachem, the type of malachem that say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh are called Srafim. And let, you could think of that as the, the flaming angels from the word Saraf. They're so, maybe, maybe that's what the word means, they're so intensely intangible, they can literally burn the, the more physical sides of existence because they're so intense. Uh, they're much closer to the source of existence, so they have a much higher intensity. The light is less blocked where they exist. Um, these are just, I'm just sort of thinking out loud when you just read that, the kinds of thoughts you could think when you read that word. Um, so that's, it says that from stand above them um, above him, VeKara Zel and they said Kadosh to each other, and then another group that's opposite them, Baruch. They they say back Baruch, which is all part of the Kedusha that we say whenever we engage in the process of Kedusha during Tefillah. These are the different, these two different groups of Malachim. Uh, so this 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 second group it says Baruch is the as as the Gemara says the ones who say are the ofanim. We actually say this: that each group um, it, it, it speaks and expresses itself according to its particular layer of existence in the olamo. So you can think of it as the particular rate of vibration of expression will vary depending on where you are inside the system. And since if you are a model, if you have a fixed position in the system, then you have a particular way that you express yourself. Now, of course, an interesting question here to think about is, well, what about like, if we, if we assume that the particular form of expression is a function of, of your location in the system, and that you're not really saying the words. If you're a malach, you're vibrating some kind of frequency that is expressing this idea. So then the question is, well, why the words that we say, kadosh kadosh kadosh? So the vibrating frequency expression of that ma- of the of the seraphim. So what what about that particular layer of existence is related to that statement? That's a, a, something to think about there. And then on the, and sort of on the same page, obviously, is then the Ofanim Chayos level of existence where they operate. So what does that have to do with the phrase Baruch Kifot Hashem Im Komo, that we say? In other words, we speak those words, they somehow vibrate them out into existence through their wings. So what is, the, what is the relationship between those words and that those particular layers of the olamos, the particular layers of existence? But the point here that he's saying is, this is why we say it the way we say it. Um, and Chakol Katz M'Kadoshes kefim each group Says it according to their root, according to their placement inside the layers of existence, the olamos. Aval Yisrael Mata, b'nei Yisrael that we are um, the the group that is down below. Omrim shnehem kadosh ubaruch. We have to say both kadosh and baruch. Liyosam kolim kolamekoros v'ashar rachem yachad because we have to actually um, we have to include all the different roots and sources all into one. In other words, if we're triggering. The this the, the totality of the system we have to be plugged into all of it. So we have the ability to vibrate through every layer of existence as a result. This is also why there's this concept of something called Perik where you essentially you it's this this long piece that's written to to relate to and express all these different creatures in existence how they all essentially sing to Hashem, and so there's a there's a minute to say and to read Perik and why shamnu khazar kala omer parakshira bholi am khuleng that a person says Shira every day so you accomplish these things and why is that because shay amir as also also when a person says Shira, so what are you doing shu kola kola khos kulam you're now including all the different forces that are in existence, because the, the the diversity of all the animals, different creatures, you're basically reading about all of them and, and speaking about how they're all singing to Hashem. And that actually brings your consciousness to include all of those creatures in your mind. And you sort of tap into this awareness that everything is kind of pointing towards Hashem, which is then when you say Kadosh, and then you do these things, you're then also kind of, like we said with like the magnetism, you're bringing all these things that are all over the place and directing them all to exactly where exactly they belong. Um, you're then bringing, you're essentially activating and empowering the, the malachim, the, and the sarim, which these are basically like these malachim are essentially responsible for different aspects of existence, different creatures that are created. So just like um, we are sort of beyond that, just to largely, almost completely, but animals. Um, are also fixed in particular paths and patterns and, and, and ways. And the malachem are, are responsible for that, just like um, they themselves are also operating in that kind of a fixed, unchanging way. So we are the ones who are above that, and what we can do is we can we can bring our consciousness to include all of that, and then we can actually activate all these malachem throughout all these systems that are all working in a certain way. We can flood them with a Shem consciousness increases that then vibrate through the entire system. Um, so it says here... So when we say those shiros, um, it then brings more divine life force, and like we said, it floods Hashem consciousness, which is literally the meaning of the divine life force, into all of the layers of existence. So that's just another source material. So the basic idea of this whole parak, um, as we said you have the ability to change and impact existence Now you might say like what difference does this make if we can change the malachim or impact them up above but you can think of it as it even when you're just talking to a friend of yours and you make them laugh so you think of it as well what's happening is there's me and my friend and i'm making him laugh and so i'm here he's over there and now he's just laughing because i shared something but in truth there's a whole process of transference in which you say words and the, first of all, those words, there's your, you are the neshama, the consciousness, and then you're translating uh, yourself into thoughts, and then feelings, and then ideas. Ideas, thoughts, feelings, and then actual words, that um, now what, they, what those things do is that those words are actually just vibrations of the air, which now go into your friend's eardrum, and it unpacks those vibrations, turns them back into words again after being vibrations, and then unpacks the, the sounds, and then analyzes the sounds in your mind, and unpacks the meaning and the associated um, feelings that go with that meaning. And then since it was something which made you laugh, so it's obviously a joke, let's say, and then the meaning of the comment is now understood in its joking form. And that goes deeper to your level of thought because your thought is now kind of pondering the comments. You can actually experience the, wackiness that makes it funny and all of that ultimately is under, is all being watched and perceived by you the self that is behind you know all of that think of that as like that's the you the self are the one watching this whole thing unfold through the system that is your body and your mind and all these tools and all of that process allows you to now feel like to experience yourself as more connected to your friend because you have shared this experience but if you think about that just in terms of the the, the relational uh structural mechanics of that it's like there's you and there's the other self, and for those who are listening and they can't see this, but this is, you're opposite each other, and there's a whole series of stages that are all part of the mechanics of existence that you're using to basically almost like email yourself across your consciousness across this vast divide to connect to the other person's consciousness using all of these intermediary stages uh, to actually create that connection, and so we think of it as just like, oh, I'm here and you're here and we're just sharing something together. But in fact, there's all these layers in between and those layers are all malachim. In other words, what you're doing is you're basically creating vibrations in the system, literally even, um, the actual physical vibrations for the sound effects at least. And that is what allows for this um, connection between your consciousness and the other person's consciousness. And so that's already like a little bit of a taste of how of what it means to actually impact. In other words, like when we say you can impact the entire system, so you're right now locally impacting the system in order to impact your friend, to connect to your friend's consciousness. And so that's already, you're doing that through the system. And you'll notice that's one tiny example. It takes place over a span of five seconds, but we're constantly doing that with each other and with everything around us. I mean, we're always in a dance of interaction Interaction with everything around us and you know every second you're experiencing you know giving and taking receiving and transmitting of yourself into the world and that's essentially what we're talking about here when we talk about uh this this radiating this resonating dynamic that we have with all of existence with all the malachim okay so that's basically uh parakeet aleph and i hope that was relatively clear and we will meet again at parakeet bays uh next week hope you enjoyed that